Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. Spring has sprung in New Mexico. I think it has sprung in a few places, but I know there's still some people out there that are saying, I got snow this week. That so, just stinks. <laughs> I know it does, but... I don't know. Spring is my favorite, favorite, favorite season, especially in the desert, because I have very, very, very fond love for spring wildflowers. Last week on our social stuff, we did share articles about Joshua Tree and the spring wildflowers there. Yes. And funny thing, there's spring wildflowers here in New Mexico, too. Yeah, absolutely. We also shared whole bunch of stuff about new mexico so for those of you who follow our podcast that's what last week's episode was all about that's right now we got lots of ideas and advice about where to visit in new mexico and as a follow-up i got a bunch of emails and we got a lot of comments about more places that we (laughs) hadn't even talked about so tony and i have some exploring to do if we'd ever stay home for more than a day at a time yeah and I'm, (laughs) i'm really good with that One of the cool things about being out here in the desert, one of the reasons we bought this place, is to host boondockers. Absolutely. And that could be all of you. Well, (laughs) not not all all of you at once. (laughs) There might be too many. We do have an acre, but still, there's a lot of you out there. (laughs) But of course, that includes you if you're coming through town. But also, as members of the Harvest Host and Boondockers Welcome program, we are boondockers welcome hosts and we are super excited like in the next few weeks we have three different people coming to boondock with us yeah and we're really looking forward to that and you know if you would like to find great places to boondock harvest hosts and boondockers welcome have over four thousand places and many of them are what i call experiential Mm mm-hmm We got to stay on a farm a few weeks ago. That was neat. Yeah, we even got to buy some eggs from that farm. We stayed at a distillery. We've stayed at breweries. We've stayed at museums. And those are all Harvest Hosts, but we've also stayed at Boondocker Welcome Sites. Yes. So we have stayed at private properties. That's the Boondocker's Welcome side of things. And the private properties are, you know, just someone who has enough yard or driveway that they can accommodate an extra RV parked for a day. Or yep. or even a couple, actually. Boondockers Welcome tends to have a little more leeway. A lot of times, Harvest Host, you'll need to stay only one night. But some Boondockers Welcome, you can stay two or three nights. Yeah, and the good thing is, since Boondockers Welcome are predominantly private properties, people's houses and such, there is no cost to stay there. Although there are some hosts that do provide or make available electricity or water or other services. Mm -hmm. And of course you can talk to them about that separately. 
Boondockers Welcome and Harvest Hosts are essentially owned by the same company. Yeah. We have a discount through our discounts and deals section of our website. And that's what we're going on about. <laughs> it's a great service. We use it quite a bit to find basically free camping all over the U.S. Yeah. That is also... A great camping spots so if you have a self-contained rv that's that's what they require you might look into becoming a member of harvest hosts and boondockers welcome and if that's something that appeals to you look at our discounts and deals and save yourself a couple of bucks on that's saving right. yourself a couple of bucks <laughs> there you go now people will say in the harvest host system you know they do expect you to buy something or take the museum tour or something like that but honestly those are things we would buy or see or do anyway and we usually try to find harvest host locations that are things that we're really interested in so it's not like it's a hardship to i don't know buy a growler of beer or (laughs) (laughs) or take a tour of a train museum all of those things are things that we would want to do even if we weren't camping there yeah, and, and something you might use if you are at a Boondockers Welcome site or a Harvest Host site is uh, what our next guest has created. Yeah. And so without any further ado, we're going to talk to Jonathan Schlue of Car Generator. And before you, some of you say, wait a minute, aren't you guys all about solar and battery <laughs> systems? We are, but we talk about that. So Jonathan and Tony and I will... Talk about why this car generator is a good backup to the solar that's a backup to (laughs) whatever else. (laughs) Anyway, here we go. We are with Jonathan Schlue, who founded a company called Car Generator, which allows you to use your vehicle as a generator. So, Jonathan, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the podcast, and it's nice to be with you and to chat about this. I think some listeners might be surprised when we talk with someone with respect to a generator because we have been advocating solar and battery power for our own use. And actually, I think what you have is a perfect complement to how we use our RV. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about the car generator. Car generator is a really simple device and people, you know, probably I, I sometimes I wonder why didn't someone else do this first or invent this first. And it's really, it's a really simple device that turns your car into a generator and it does it in a very user friendly, simple way in a very safe way. So my background, I'm a bit of a serial entrepreneur. I ran a tech company for 20 years and then my wife and I bought an Airstream trailer, a 30-foot Airstream, and we love it. And we started to travel. And when I first got the trailer, I was really excited because it had five big solar panels on it. And I thought, man, we can go anywhere and we can do anything. But then we kept pressing the cappuccino button a little bit too many times, and we found that we actually need more power. And we also found that many times when we were camping, especially with the tightness of campsites these days, a lot of times you're camping in the shade or under trees or it's raining. The weather just doesn't cooperate with you. And so I thought to myself, man, am I going to drag a whole big engine and a 250-pound engine around with me or whatever? And I said, my car actually is a generator right there. So I figured out a way to do it safely. 
And that's how Car Generator originally started. So we could camp off grid, recharge our trailer batteries and run things in our trailer. And, and then one day in the fall, I was sitting on my front porch and I was thinking, what happens if the power went off in the wintertime? How am I going to keep the house warm? And first I had bought a bunch of kerosene heaters and I was all prepared yeah. with, a, you know, ways to keep it warm. And people think, you know, oh, I got a bunch of firewood. I've got, you know, three cords of firewood in the back and I can burn them. And yes, yes you can, but it's a lot of, it's kind of also a lot of hassle. It's a lot of storage and hassle. Yeah. And I realized there's a way. So I hooked this up to my home gas furnace and it ran and it heated the whole house. So you can use car generator. And then that winter, we actually had a big ice storm. We had no power for three and a half days. And we just started our car and ran it. And we ran our furnace, our fridge, internet, a couple of things like that. And we ran for three and a half days. And when the power came back on, wow. we used about a half a tank of gas. So that's how car generator was born. And we realized this is a product right here. You can, we have to bring this to more people. So that's where car generator started. And then a couple of years later, we actually went on a show called Dragon's Den, which is like Shark Tank. And we landed an incredible deal, a hundred grand with two investors. That was a real big pivot point with millions of eyeballs, uh, people watching us across the nation. And that's really, car generator has been growing since then. That's incredible. And it's a, it's a great story too. And now Jonathan and I crossed paths digitally when <laughs> as a quote unquote old car guy, <laughs> me said, Oh, you can't, you can't idle your, idle like you can't that. idle your car for long periods of time. You're going to ruin it. And mm -hmm. I used to write a syndicated car column. And then I thought maybe I should contact some of my contacts. And they're like, no, dude, idling is no longer a big issue like it used to be. <laughs> the other side of it is now that so many cars idle anyways. Any hybrid car, when you sit there, you'll notice that the car, any hybrids for sure as well, you just sit there and it starts up and it idles for five minutes and then it shuts off. Another big pivot point was just a couple of years ago, Ford came out with their Pro Power on board. So now... You can buy a Ford F-150 with a 2,000-watt inverter built in, and Ford tells you you can just start your truck and let it run for 85 hours. Ford fully supports wow. it, warranties it. It's completely fine to do. You can do that, and when you run out of, you know, when you're done with that, you can go fill the tank and then just run another for 85 hours. And nothing foundationally has really changed. It's a simple Ford gas boring f-150 just a standard f-150 they have a hybrid version that's got a much bigger generator but just at its most basic level the f-150 with a 2000 watt built-in inverter does exactly we do the same thing with our product but you don't have to buy a new seventy thousand dollar truck you can do it with the, the truck you already have and people love that so that's what we do i like the no seventy thousand dollar truck right. aspect of it. <laughs> there's a lot of news being made about California banning generators, but that doesn't apply here. In most cases, it doesn't apply. So sometimes if you're in a very urban environment, there's anti-idling bylaws, you have to check them. We actually have a standing offer. The first person to get an anti-idling ticket 
or uh, whatever while they're using their car generator for emergency backup purposes that we will either pay or defend it and we've never been taken up on that because the truth is if <laughs> your whole neighborhood is is out of power and you're running your you know car to create backup power I got to say I'm pretty uh, very doubtful that any uh, bylaw officer is going to come by and ticket you and in fact in most of the anti-idling bylaws you'll notice there's exceptions for emergency situations for what's called PTO power takeoff so that's if you're doing something with the power if you're using it for something it really doesn't apply and on top of all that most importantly it's just greener it's much better it's cleaner i can tell you when we've been at campgrounds uh, we were we stayed in a campground it was actually a radio free campground uh, a couple of years ago and when i walked around all I could hear was the sound of generators running. And it's like everyone was running a small lawnmower at their site. And it was honestly, it was terrible. <laughs> and I ran yeah. our car generator every once in a while, every day or two, just to top up our batteries. And our neighbors didn't even notice it. So there's that. It's just a lot quieter and cleaner. No generator out there has thousands of dollars of emissions like your car has built in. So. That's something not to be overlooked is most generators have a uh, muffler and that's it. And it doesn't right. seem to do much. But anyway, but your car, your truck, whatever you're driving has a tremendous and very sophisticated emission system. And your emissions from the idling of vehicle are actually pretty darn low. They really are. And further, something I really like with car generator Let's say you, you're deciding, should I buy a car generator or a generator generator? Well, mm -hmm. a car generator, you're already maintaining your vehicle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas a generator, you have to, you know, you dump the gas at the end of the season and blah, 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 and change the oil and all that. And find you're already a place, doing that to your car. And then you have to find a place to store that generator. Yeah. And the gas. And you have to lift it up into the back of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say that's the most common thing we hear people do as soon as they buy a car generator is they sell their existing generator. We've been at rallies and people buy a car generator and a couple of days later you see their, their generator in the flea market, in the open swap exchange <laughs> market because they're done with it. They've been carrying it around for months and months or carrying it around all summer with a bunch of smelly gas cans and they never use it or rarely use it. And they love the fact that with car generator, they can just, it's there. It's nine pounds for our dry model, 11 pounds for our all weather model. And you can store it, you know, under your bed in your trailer. You can store it in your vehicle. You can store it in your bedroom at home, whatever you like. It doesn't, there's no smell. There's <laughs> no, none of that. Yeah. It's just simple, good electronics. It's not, there's no gasoline, no muffler, none of that. How does car generator hook up to your vehicle car generator at the heart of it is a pure sine wave commercial grade inverter so that's what's inside the car generator and what we've done is we've created a user-friendly patented engineered enclosure that it's all in so you can basically take your car generator in less than a minute, just hook it onto the front of your car. There's an adjustable strap that you can put it to the right level. And then you attach the built-in custom engineered heat proof engine booster clamps and start your engine and plug in whatever you need to your car generator. So basically 
it attaches to the jump start points of the vehicle. So in some vehicles, the battery is under the passenger seat. In my car, in my car it is. Uh, in some cases, it's in the trunk. You never attach it there. You always attach it where the manufacturer has designated jump start vehicles and jump start points. This goes also for hybrid vehicles, for pure electric vehicles, wherever the manufacturer says to attach jumper cables for emergency uh, starting, that's where you attach car generator. Okay. Makes sense. So it's simply like hooking up a, a bat. You have the clamps and it's simple yep. hookup. And of course, as you said, it doesn't weigh 150 pounds. So pretty much yep. anybody can lift it. There are different models available too, correct? There are. So we started off with again what is our also our most popular model right now as well it's the 1000 watt all-weather model and while on the surface some people might think oh a thousand watts what can you do with that or people are normally thinking in 3000 5000 you know 10,000 watts the trick with car generator and the, the 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 magic is in figuring out the, you can take a modest amount of power out of your car safely and easily and use it to do a couple of things that you need. It's not going to power everything in your house and it's not going to power your hot tub and your walk-in wine cellar and everything else. It's really just <laughs> the magic is in taking what the car is already engineered to do and just pulling that out to do a different job. So every car out there is engineered such that you can go start it on a cold day and turn on everything, all the wipers, heated seats, um, cabin fan on high, air conditioning, whatever it is you want, and it will run all and support all those things. And car generators, simply, we just say, okay, you're not driving anywhere, shut off all those accessories and pull that power out to do a different job. And your alternator doesn't care at all um, whether you're you know, running your the fan in your cabin in your car or whether you're running the fan in your home furnace or running your fridge. It doesn't really care. It just produces power. So that's really, that. that's how uh, you connect car generator. And one, one other interesting point, people have asked, how much gas does it use? And we've actually shot videos and you can even use an OBD scanner if you, you can get one from Amazon for a hundred bucks and you can see on it what your fuel rate is so you can see for yourself it uses about the same amount of gas as a portable generator the reason is because a small engine a, a small primitive sort of dumb engine that is a that is a gas generator is no match for a or is equal in terms of fuel consumption to a large but very sophisticated very calculated engine that every vehicle is so it's about the same to run either of those. It's simple if you look at physics or math. It just takes so much energy to accomplish a task, right? So it doesn't it matter. Does. What There's not that much factor of how big an engine. It's more yeah. about what you're actually trying to do with that engine. And the calculation, it's interesting, just so you know, um, the techies in the room may find it's interesting. So it's about five horsepower per 1000 watts so to generate a thousand watts is about five horsepower so you can see you know modern engines are several hundred horsepower it's really a very very easy task for it to do it's not hard at all that's pretty cool and one of the things not to be understated is let's say you use this for camping as mm -hmm. would be the logical reason why we're talking with you but let's say 
you're living somewhere like Northern California where they choose to <laughs> shut off the power for an hour, yeah. a week, whatever it happens to be, and you're mm-hmm. using medical devices or you don't want $1,000 worth of meat in your freezer to go bad. That's yeah. another use for for this. And then if you're an RVer, you don't necessarily have to attach it to the RV to power the freezer in your house or your CPAP or whatever you could also yep. use if you have a regular car at home. You sure could. And that's interesting over the, um, the real pivot point um, since 2018, we have so many customers. We've seen so many stories. We've had people that use it for CPAP machines, oxygen makers. One person had his wife was on a, they had a hospital bed at home that had an oxygen, uh, like an air bed or something like that. And the power went out and they needed a way to keep that bed running. Another customer used it. His wife had a hip operation and she had an assistant, one of those chairs, the electric lift chairs, and they needed to run that so she could get in and out of her chair. So there's so many things you can, you know, you need power. The most recent one we've been kidney dialysis. Oh, People that do dialysis at home and have a machine at home well when the power goes out they that has to go on they need to do that and so it's very easy you know it's not just start your car attach the car generator and do what you need and we produce pure sine wave power which is very clean you can use it for not only sensitive electronics but also things like that as well it's a neat device and i'm convinced i i think Mm. this makes so much more sense than lugging around a big generator And I think I would add to that, it's interesting that car generator is an intentional choice. You know, a lot of people, they can buy, they could easily buy a cheap generator, you know, at anywhere, a big box, Walmart, Home Depot or whatever, but they intentionally choose to buy a car generator, even though it's around the same price, because it's just less hassle. It's less storage of gas cans. They don't have to store a bunch of smelly gas cans and deal with the danger of that. It's light. It's maintenance. There's no extra maintenance to do. It's reliable. So car generator is really a choice for people that really don't want the hassles of a gas, a gas generator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm convinced. Where do I get one? You go to www.cargenerator.com. Uh, you can buy our most popular model is the all weather 1000 watt. Now, if you have a bigger truck or a bigger vehicle, you can, you could look at a bigger one, like 1500. We have a make a 15, 1500 watt model, a 2000 watt model and a 3000 watt model. The way that you can calculate, if you want to know how much power you can take out of your car, if you call your car dealer and you hit the parts department, and they will tell you what the rating of your alternator is. It's very easy. You then reduce that by half because it's idle speed times 12 volts, and that gives you what you can pull out. So if you had a 200-amp alternator, as an example, that's 100 amps at idle times 12 is around 1,200 watts roughly. Around that is what you can expect. So that you can, we also have a really cool upgrade program that if you buy a 1,000-watt car generator today and then in the next two or three years you need to upgrade to a bigger model 
and you have the vehicle to support it, you can upgrade for just the cost difference. So we'll give you your money back for the one you bought towards a larger unit. You get a brand new, bigger unit. And then we're able to use those other units to come back in our demo fleet or in some cases for cool humanitarian and emergency aid um, purposes. So nothing goes to waste. But we yeah, it's a pretty cool program. You can upgrade even two or three years afterwards. So the main model to look look at is the all-weather 1000. It's it's 1000 watt. So if someone turns their used one in to upgrade, is there maintenance that you have to do in order to make it reusable? Or, or is there things that we should know as owners that we have to do to the car generator? Nope. There's no maintenance at all when we get them back in that kind of situation, uh, depending on their condition. Um, sometimes we will refurbish them and sell them as factory refurbished in some cases. In other cases, they'll become part of our demo fleet for people that want to try them. In other cases, we actually, you'll see on our website, if you go to www.cargenerator.com and click on videos, you'll see we partnered with a company called Global Medic, and they actually use products like this to go in into humanitarian where there's disaster areas to produce power as needed for things like that. So there's all kinds of cool things that we do with car generators. The main point of it is that you can upgrade even if you you buy a the thousand watt model if you do need to upgrade in the next two or three years, you can and just pay the difference to go to a bigger model. That's unheard of in the in any industry, right? right you right. get it all is. your money back to upgrade to yep. the bigger, better, badder model. And you're, what you're using, whether you upgrade or don't upgrade, what you have now or what you buy the first time or whatever is yep. something that you don't have to worry. You don't have to know how to maintain it because you don't have no. to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's always good. <laughs> There's no maintenance. I always say it's like the old VCR we have in the corner that we bought in the the 90s, it's still sitting there flashing 1200 um, <laughs> because <laughs> it still works just as good as the day it was born. And generally speaking, that's the joy with car generators. It's not like a, you know, one of the things that we hear is the, we call it the two and a half year, oh my gosh. And that's where people rushed out two and a half years ago. They bought a gas generator in a power outage. They used it. Then they threw it into the shed or the garage, forgot about it. And now they need it again and it doesn't start. I mean, that's the biggest downfall yeah. is it's like having a car that you buy that you only use once every two years only to drive to the hospital for an emergency. Like the, the concept right. of using something that you really depend on only every couple of years that's a, a mechanical thing you have to maintain you know, it's much better to use the car you use every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It just makes sense because you're already keeping it running and now you've got a smaller thing. And and I know there are campers out there who tow with SUVs or vans or yep. things like that. And you just don't want to put a standalone generator inside one of those things. Yeah. So then what do you do no. with it if you bought that? And that's exactly right. The people that tow with an SUV or a van, especially, I mean, we actually do. And especially in that case, where, where am I going to store a gas can and a smelly generator? I can, I've, I have friends that actually that bought a camper and they spent a lot of money to have someone custom make a big giant metal box to go on the back bumper of the camper so that they could store this smelly gas generator and a gas can in there. Yeah. And to me, that's just a lot of work, you know? Like, how often do you really use that? 
why do you want to carry that around? It's just something else to, they actually had it custom made. It was like a, a big custom metal dog cage that stored their generator. And that's a lot of effort. Honestly, just get a car generator and that's a simple way to do it. So use the car you already got. Yeah, right. it makes it makes a lot of sense. And even if you're people like us who are really kind of nuts about solar and lithium, there's days where that just doesn't produce enough to to fill the tank. So you hook the car generator to your tow vehicle, plug it into your camper, top off your batteries, and yep. you're done. And, yeah. and it makes the package with any electric thing nowadays, whether you have an electric car or an electric mm-hmm. RV or whatever, there's always the, what do they call it? Range anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Right. And this yeah. completely eliminates that. The RV geeks, they're another podcaster and they actually got a car generator and took it on a trip and all that. And that's exactly what they, they called it battery anxiety. So they've got solar, they've got a trailer, you know, all that's good, but they had battery anxiety because if the sun doesn't shine and you need the power, yeah, it's called battery anxiety. Other people call it that as well. Okay. Yeah. It's more than the sum of its parts, right? I mean, you can yeah. collect the individual pieces, but what you've done is you've packaged it such that all of the components work together. It yeah. has the quality. Yeah. It's weatherproof, as you said. So, and those are all really important factors when you're dealing with a tremendous amount of electricity. It is. I mean, you think about your, especially with home backup, you're connecting the two most valuable assets most people have, which is their car and their house. <laughs> and you're connecting them in the rain in bad weather. Like what could go wrong with that? Yeah, right. Or your trailer, you're connecting your car and your trailer electrically with high voltage in the rain. What could go wrong with that? Like that's where we've solved those problems to make it safe and usable for people and and a very turnkey solution that can't be understated yeah so i just thought you know what if there's not an emergency what if you just happen to be carrying your car generator around in the back seat of the truck mm-hmm. and you just happen to be carrying your induction cooktop and your picnic basket <laughs> and you want to go to the top of a mountain and have a warm picnic There, you've got power for your induction cooktop. You don't have to carry a propane stovetop either. You got it exactly. And in fact, I love that you brought that up because we've actually shot videos of me cooking soup by the side of the road just just because I could. And actually, you go to (laughs) cargenerator.com and you click on videos, you'll see that. And it's very simple. It's right there. We just use an induction cooktop or we used an instant pot, those kinds of things to heat up or make food while we're on the road. And it's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So your car is so useful and so versatile and it's just so simple. This is going to change tailgating forever. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and if you're an off grid camper, Mm -hmm. you know, I like we have our solar generators, which are basically just a box with a battery and an inverter and, and that sort of thing. But this also, again, allows us a way to charge those so it just it makes sense even if you're like us you're kind of solar nerds or that <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of thing it it's still something you want in your arsenal of camping gear <laughs> right but that's a really good point we've actually been surprised a lot of customers have a solar generator like jackery ecoflow blue eddy goal zero any of those kinds of things and then they use their solar generator and it gets run down and they don't have sunshine or they didn't bring their solar panels with them or whatever. 
they just run the car generator for a couple hours and it'll quickly refill it. So that's another way of looking at it. You know, that's another really important thing. Solar is great, but car generator is like having 10 massive 100 watt solar panels that you don't have to put up or do anything with. Really, you just start up your car, attach car generator, and it's the equivalent, 1,000 watts, of having 10 massive solar panels, but that's day or night without any hassle. And when you're done, just put it away and forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you're using your solar generator, the, mm-hmm. the battery, you know when you're going to discover that you're out of power is <laughs> right at sundown. You're like, oh, man. And then you have your car generator. You're set. That's really the truth. And when it's raining outside and you're stuck in a campsite, you're going to be inside. You need power. That's actually when you need it. You're not all the solar generators. They're lovely. It's always a sunny day and the family's out picnicking. But that's not always the way it is. Sometimes you're stuck on a campsite mm-hmm. in right. the shade, in the rain, inside, and you want to watch TV or use your computer. And that's where car generator is fully weatherproof. You can see videos on our website under a full monsoon shower. And that's really what it is. It's not just an inverter. It's actually a fully patented North America wide engineered enclosure that makes your car turn into a generator. It's a heck of a great device. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really glad I got to learn more about it. And I think it's just something most campers should have in their arsenal of camping goodies. Yeah. Thank you. And the one other thing we've, I'll mention from our customers, um, a couple of times they've sent in reviews that they, they have, you know, flaky batteries in their RV and they're worried about going camping, but running out of juice. And for them, this has been really a lifesaver because even if your batteries are a bit flaky, you know you're not going to be super hung out for <laughs> high and dry. You know, even if your batteries are kind of not so good, you can just easily hook up and recharge them easily. So that's a very good point. All right. So then I have a surprise question for you. Sure. <laughs> I love it. We always love to spring this on people. What is your best camping memory? Oh, wow. Best camping memory. Uh, oh, you know where it was? We were going along and we needed a we needed a place to stay for the night for the it was getting late in the afternoon. We needed a place to stay for the night. And we just looked for where was the closest campground and we found this place called I think it was Eaton Campground. It was in upper New York State. And it was this most beautiful, magnificent, lovely campground. We were right on the edge of a lake. Our campsite backed right onto it. And we ended up staying there for two days. It was a real surprise. We didn't book it ahead. We didn't even know. And it was the weather was amazing. And we just had such a beautiful time there. And it wasn't planned. We didn't, we didn't know where it was going to be. We just happened to find a stumble upon it. And it was really awesome. Awesome. So conversely, (laughs) what is your worst camping memory? You know what? I'm going to answer that. My worst non-camping memory was, I remember this very clearly, and I'll explain why I call it that. We had done a road trip to Florida, and we were driving back from Florida. We had no trailer at the time, and we were driving back, and we were super tired, And every town we stopped at, we were checking into hotels. We were trying to see if we stay here, could we stay there? Nope. Drive an extra 50 miles to the next town. And then I realized if we had a trailer with us, we could have literally stopped anywhere, Cracker Barrel, Walmart, whatever, and be all set. 
So that was actually my worst driving non-camping memory. And that was for me the pivot point when I realized, you know what, having this thing with you always is honestly the best way to go. I just the stress, well, in the theme of stressless camping, right? <laughs> the stress, <laughs> of, right? The stress of worrying about a hotel and accommodations. And finally, in that particular night, we ended up in this flea bag motel. It smelled terrible. And we just stayed overnight because we were so tired. But I realized never again, why wouldn't I just like park somewhere and sleep in my own bed, make my own coffee in the morning, enjoy myself, have a shower in anywhere I am. And I love that. So that's, that's really that was a pivot point where I realized that trailering is that's our way of, of travel. We love that the hassle of excellent of planes and trains and moving it's 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 the way to go and it is truly stressless and i love that man that <laughs> might be the best answer that we've might, yeah. ever gotten <laughs> thank you it, it is like once you start doing that and you realize that why would you want to travel any any other way honestly like why would you yeah why, you've got your own bed you've got your own sheets you've got your own clothes you're never packing and unpacking you know, trying to catch a ho- bellman in a hotel room and fighting with people in elevators. You're just in your own space. Okay. So the downside <laughs> yeah. is you have to dump dump your own black tank once in a while. Well, fine. <laughs> I can I can live with that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's freedom. It's truly the best. And I love that. We have two dogs and they travel everywhere with us. So yeah, they can literally go anywhere with us and they can travel and we don't need to worry about it. Is there a hotel nearby? Yeah, they accept dogs, all these kinds of right. things. Yeah. It, it's just another aspect of RVing. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for your time and for your product and for sending us one to try out. Yes, for sure. We will definitely keep in touch, but I I truly do believe this is a component of your camping arsenal that should be in everybody's toolbox. Right. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your time and being on the show. Thank you for having me and let me know if you ever need help. And I'll also mention if anyone needs help with their car generator, just cargenerator.com or call us anytime 1-800-611-7550. And we've got North American support that actually can help you or video or whatever you need anytime with Car Generator. So we're here to support it. We want to make sure that every single customer loves our product. And thank you for having us again. Oh, it's our thank pleasure. You. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Enjoy and have a great day. You, you as too. well. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. That was pretty doggone neat. We think the car generator is a really nifty gadget to have. Absolutely. And it'll make a really good backup for us as we're traveling around. A backup to our ABC Upfitters power package solar system. Because on those days where maybe you get a lot of shade to park in, or maybe there's a few cloudy days or something, and the solar panels just aren't soaking up enough sun, this is a good, easy lightweight (laughs) way to have some power even if the solar isn't the one providing it for example we talked briefly about harvest hosts and boondockers welcome at our most recent stopover our neighbor had a great solar system but because of that he was so happy with it he ran the air conditioner (laughs) for hours and suddenly found himself having to replenish the power Once the sun was about to go down. That's right. And if he had had a car generator, he could have done so. But I showed him our 
system from ABC Upfitters, and he was really impressed with the quality and how well packaged it was and how well integrated it was. And I see a lot of people who say, oh, well, I can put my own, you know, lithium batteries and blah, blah, blah. Sure. Yeah. But you know what? I just like when stuff works and the systems from ABC Upfitters just work. And they're there as a backup if you have questions or need more information and that sort of thing. And don't forget, if you own a Forest River RV and you plan to go to Frog Rally, which you really should do, ABC Upfitters will be there and they are having some specials that they're doing for Forest River owners at the Frog Rally. That is a good thing to talk to them about now because you don't want to wait until you're there because then... Well, you know, all the appointments will be taken up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we hope so. But even if not, I would give ABC Upfitters a call if you're solar curious or just want to know, you know, what can it be integrated into your RV? What type of work is involved? All of that stuff. Right. And Peggy mentioned the Frog Rally. We will be there. We are giving three seminars at the Frog Rally. And Frog is Forest River Owners Group. Right. So we hope to see you there if you are a owner of a forest river rv and perhaps you could set up an appointment and upgrade your forest river rv to one heck of a great off-grid system so you know it's spring in new mexico well i mean it's any time in new mexico that the wind doesn't blow too hard (laughs) which honestly is not a numbered number of days (laughs) but this weekend we got an opportunity to go and watch a hot air balloon launch and we loved it. It was super fun. And we did, Tony did make a video about it. So we will put a link to that video on YouTube and you can check out if you've been curious about how balloons get themselves up in the air. Well, they don't do it on their own, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But if you would like to see a little bit of the process of putting a balloon up in the air, we got a chance to check it out right from the start. There is something so magical and peaceful about seeing those balloons just floating up there in the sky. Yeah, we actually interviewed Adele Woodruff during Balloon Fiesta, and this was her balloon, and so we got to go and kind of, well, I wouldn't say we crewed because we shot a lot of video. That's really our contribution of the day. But we did see a lot about how to crew, and... We both kind of had the perception that it was like much more physically demanding than it seems to be. There were some kids there doing some of the jobs. So, I mean, if an eight-year-old can do it, maybe I could do it. (laughs) (laughs) But are you smarter than a fifth grader? Probably not. You know, we wanted to also experience this whole balloon crewing thing because that's the role that we are going to play at the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta in October. That's right. We couldn't buy tickets but we were able to get in by volunteering to crew i mean we still bought the tickets but (laughs) yeah that's true but in order to get in to the group escapees which is a, a membership group buys 50 sites every year and we found out that they had some sites open and so we signed up to go with the escapees group so we We'll be in with 50 other escapees RVers and we'll be helping to crew. Yeah. And then there are a lot of opportunities to crew 
I know here in Albuquerque, and I know they fly hot air balloons in other parts of the world. So if that's something you're interested in, you might find where that's happening in your neck of the woods and go and give it a try. It is a lot of fun, I have to say. Right. So last week, we kind of skipped over a lot of our features, and (laughs) (laughs) and one of them was the RV of the week. So, Tony, do you want to skip it again, or you got something for us? No way, man. I got something hot off the presses from our friends at Winnebago. They have the new Winnebago Mini 2630 MLRK. A lot of the posts I read on the various social media sites, people are asking for, gosh, when are the RV companies going to put a desk? And things like that. Well, Winnebago absolutely knocked this out of the park. It's a travel trailer, and it's a fairly long one at 30 feet, but it is a couple's camper with a real queen bed and a mid-bath, so the bath actually bisects the trailer. You know, the bedroom's on one side, the living space is on the other. And I know for some of you, that's a deal breaker. But Yeah, but we really like that idea oh, because yeah. that separates the bedroom completely from the living space. So if you are a couple who has much different schedules or one of you likes to get up really early, yeah, then that's me. the other one can sleep in without being disturbed. Yeah, that's not me. but this is really cool in that it's got a big l-shaped counter in the back and it's just a tremendous amount of of counter space and in that counter there's a pull-out section that's actually can be a table or desk or whatever it comes with two sort of folding type chairs or portable chairs there is a choice of either a folding couch or theater seats so you could have seating for four you can take those two folding chairs and kind of turn them around and face the couch or theater seats and now you've got dining or game night or flip those chairs around and and you have a great workspace as a desk there's also this is the first time i've seen this i know in the past on the stress is camping podcast facebook group we have asked do you use your rv oven Mm -hmm. and a good number of you said yes for storage (laughs) right and the interesting thing about this trailer is that there is no oven there is a convection microwave and a three burner cooktop but no oven whatsoever interesting yeah and i watched a video from our friend josh winners josh the rv nerd he said that it could be they could install an oven but wasn't clear whether it would be an option from winnebago or a dealer installed option but either way i mean if you want one it's possible to to put one there but i think this trailer seems to answer a lot of the wishes that people have for a couple's camper it's a you know like i say real queen size bed some of the best bedside table organization that i've seen there's sort of two levels and both sides get both usb and household outlets that is great (laughs) yeah and and plenty of campsite windows wired up for a second air conditioner if you're you know in the south or whatever where it's hot and want that really well thought out trailer 60 gallons of fresh water and two 49 gallon gray tanks Yee. so a lot of pluses the only downside is i you know winnebago has a package that they call flx which is kind of like the equivalent of our power package from a rockwood mm-hmm. they don't offer it in this and 
Well, of course, you could always oh. go see ABC Upfitters. Sure. But it's kind of a bummer that they have such a great package, but not on this. But eh, who knows? Maybe that'll change. And you can always go to ABC Upfitters. But I just really liked this trailer. In fact, I don't know how many of you remember this, but at one point we were kind of looking to build a custom trailer starting with a cargo trailer. And essentially, this is the floor plan that we wanted to implement. Right. It's very, very similar to what we were thinking of. So uh, one of the better couples camper floor plans that I have seen out there. Another thing that we didn't get to last week because we were so fun having so much fun talking to our friends (laughs) was our question of the week. So I gave you an extra chance to respond and we got a bunch of responses because this is a pretty touchy subject of which a lot of people want to chime in (laughs) and there are no wrong answers and this is demonstrated by the fact that we got all the different answers the question was have you replaced your rv mattress and i'm surprised i have to tell this story when i worked at the rv dealership a number of people would say just don't i don't even want the mattress just do something with it and so i found a woman's shelter and I offered them, you know, all these mattresses from the RVs. They were all, of course, brand new. Mm-hmm. And at some point, they, they're like, yeah, don't bring these anymore. They're Bad enough. <laughs> so anyway, a few people said that they like their mattress. Now, one person, I think I remember they said that their RV came with a Serta mattress. So it wasn't just the flimsy RV mattress that everybody hates. So they didn't have to change theirs out. But a few people didn't change theirs out. And, you know... I think if you like a really firm mattress, you're okay with the one that comes with the RV. Or if you happen to be accustomed to sleeping on a park bench. (laughs) Anyway, uh, about a dozen people said that they traded theirs out, but they didn't tell me what their brand was, and that's okay. Nine people said that they put a topper on, and that was the way we solved ours in the beginning. Well, in the beginning, the first five years, our RV mattress just had a three-inch topper on it, and that was fine for us until we were able to get a ghost mattress. Yeah, we really like that ghost bed. And then someone in the responses said that they, because of our review, they got a ghost mattress for their home and they liked it enough that they also got one for their RV. Then among other brands, there's the Zinus, the Brooklyn, the Sleep Number, Lucid, Costco, (laughs) Purple, Select Comfort. You know, again, there's no wrong answer. It's what is right for you. And so if you just got an RV and you hate the mattress, here are some ideas of ways that you can fix that. Oh, and also we asked Abby from RV Miles to tell us about their affiliate because they have an affiliate with RV Mattress. And if you look in the Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group in that question of the week about mattresses, you can see the link that Abby posted if that is the answer that you think is right for you. You know, there's kind of no one answer to any mattress question. We also really, really like the ghost bed. We have an affiliate link for that too right so if the ghost bed mattress is right for you and you want to help support the podcast well just go to discounts and deals and there's a link to the ghost bed mattress exactly so this week my question is what is your favorite season and why I don't just want a one-word answer here, boys and girls I want to know why it's your favorite some people love to camp in the snow that is not us. <laughs> I love those desert wildflowers, so 
you know, spring is my thing. Spring is your thing. That's right. Of course, you know that you can answer that question of the week and all the questions of the week at our fun and friendly Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. (sighs) By the way, did you know we did a once a week newsletter? And it's free. And it has links to the stories, videos, and podcasts to help you get the most out of your RV experience. You can just visit our website, stresslesscamping.com, and sign up for the weekly newsletter. It's free. You can sign up as on a pop-up if it's your first time visiting. Welcome. Welcome for sure. <laughs> or you can sign up at the bottom of any page if you are finally ready to start getting that weekly newsletter. Oh, boy. <laughs> and while you're on the website, find the notes for this episode. Episode 201 on the podcast page is stresslesscamping.com. Of course, while you're there, you're going to definitely want to check out the discounts and deals page for the best deals on things you need for your stressless camping adventure. Yes. And of course, if you have a great deal for our our audience, let us know. We're always on the hunt for the best stuff out there at a great price. Yep. Of course, you know, we're in all the social places too. And you can find us on the social places by starting at stresslesscamping.com. When you're all done there, you can go to the top right of the page and jump off on all those little social icons to all the places that we are. And of course, if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stresses Camping Podcast, it is absolutely, positively, and totally, and completely free subscribe on any podcast catcher we are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire if you'd like to help out the stressless camping podcast know that a review on whatever podcast tool you prefer will help others find this podcast which means they are more likely to recommend us when people are looking and that just helps us grow our little family here. That's right. And another way that you can help us is to share. If you see content or if this was like the best episode ever and you want to tell all your friends, please share it in any social place that you are hanging out. And again, that gets more people to know about us and that helps us grow. It's a great way to help stressless camping and it won't cost you anything but a little bit of time. Right. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's what we have for you this week. We hope that you're having a terrific spring so far. And happy camping! We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stress-less camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!